this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, I'm Andy. I'm going around in circles, and I'm Evan. I'm... Oh no! <laughs> it's been so long! It's been As you so can long. tell by those introductions, <laughs> Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We're currently covering uh, Poland's 2000... The White Sandsher, the Wishamsher, White Sandsher, Weedsman, I don't, I don't, I don't speak Polish. I don't know how to pronounce the, those that series of uh, vowels that are in there. Good old Jerry from Rivers, uh, the Witcher, Gerald of Riverton, Gerald of Rivertown. Uh, but before we get into the final three. Nail-biting episodes of We Shummed. Mm. Uh, we're we're gonna do a bit. Andy, that's me. What's the bit? The I bit was, is I was, so dramatic. I was waiting for Evan to like take every other word, but instead, I just made it like a barbershop quartet kind of deal. Like, I. How could I possibly have predicted that you wanted me to do that? This is why we have rehearsal, Evan. You never come. The bit is we're all going to go around and try and pronounce the Polish word for witcher. Mm, That's not the bit. feel like we already fun, did that. Kim Kim told me a fun factorino. Apparently, Weitzemd, the, the word, the, the word that the series is named for is not like a real word in Polish. It's like a masculinization of the Polish word for witch. Hmm. So that's why when we translated it, we took the word witch and slapped a er on the end because it sounds more masculine that way, I guess. I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, so that's not that's not like a, a real, an extant word in the Polish language. That's a It's word like when you that. go to a restaurant and, and, a, and a guy comes over and that's your waiter and then a girl comes over and that's your weight. <laughs> Why the fuck can't women be witchers then? If it's just the 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 penisy version of, of witch. Well, there are, there are witches in The Witcher, but they're like different. That seems like a weird distinction to make. I, I, don't, I didn't make the rules. Listen, I didn't write the book. Listen, Author more talented Bobby Salvatore, whose name I can't think of. Andre Sapkowski. Yeah, that guy. Get your get your shit figured out. I don't know if I already mentioned this, but I heard in an interview with him uh, when the Netflix Witcher came out, and they were asking him like, "Oh, like were you like super involved in the process?" And he was like, "No." And they were like, oh, well, didn't you want to, like, like, you know, get more involved and, like, really, like, like bring your characters to life? And his response was something like, why would I want to do more work when I could do not more work and still sell as many books? And I was like, that's that good on you. Good answer. Sit back and let Mr. Superman uh, just sell lots and lots of books for you without doing any extra effort. I love it. Hey. Hey, is, I, I bought the books after watching yeah. it. So. I, I yeah, I did too. Um, th this is hearsay and maybe slander. I heard that 
after the video game came out, like the first video game, there's three now, but after the first video game came out and got popular, I heard that Andrei Sapkowski was like mad that that had resulted in a lot of book sales because he was like bitter. He just wanted the books to sell on their own merits and not because right. of these newfangled video games that these children were, were doing. They're not um, art. Uh, Ebert. Is it Ebert or Roper? I don't know. One of them said it, video game, not art. And Witcher author, hard agree, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Like I said, though, this is hearsay. I don't know what the man's deal is. I've are just we, heard, I've heard through the grapevine that he's a, a grumpy old man. Andy, what's we, the bit? Are we ready to do the bit? I'm ready for the bit. I, I was stalling been... for you. No, I was stalling I had a for bit. you. Okay. I, I've had a bit this whole time. Weedsman. Sure, I say okay. weedsman. Who's no, next? No, that's not the bit. <laughs> I prepared a real bit, and you guys just. I'm get, ready for Andy, Andy, Andy. Yeah. What's the bit, Andy? Fine. Feed me that bit. Feed me that bit like I'm, I'm hungry for that bit. Through a, a water dispenser for ferrets. That's very specific. Oh, and yeah. there's noises now. Mm-hmm. How fun. Give me the bit. Give me the bit. The bit is it's Pride Month. So yeah, I think it is. we should all Yeah. We should all go around and say one thing that we're really proud of about ourselves. Oh. Yeah. Just kinda just take a minute and be like, hey, I'm, I'm I'm good at, I'm real good at this, and it, it makes me happy, and I'm proud that I'm good at it. Huh. Or something like that. So oh, not like, no. Uh, not like a queer-specific thing, but since we're all queers, we gotta, we gotta be proud of ourselves. I mean, if you're, like, super good at blowjobs, and you're proud of that, then, you know, I guess you can talk about that here. It can be a, a, a queer-specific thing, but it doesn't have to be. Andy, is your thing blowjobs? I mean, I am great <laughs> at blowjobs, but that wasn't gonna be my thing. <laughs> Just, you know, you let into it a little bit there. Yeah. Were you hoping that people would ask? No, no. You you brought up, like, does it need to be gay? And I was like, well, if you want it to be, sure. But that wasn't going to be my thing. I'm not, like, walking around with a t-shirt that's like, I'm great at blowjobs. Ask me about my blowjobs. I, I I got I got do you get ratings on Grinder? I got five stars on Grinder. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, but frankly frankly it should be. I don't know how Grinder works. I've never been on it's it. It's just uh, gay Yelp is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get a good grade in Grinder. A thing that is both rational to want and possible to achieve. <laughs> oh boy. Anywho, what's something you're proud of? Um, I guess I'll go. I was gonna like do a whole thing about how this is difficult because I I don't feel like I'm good at many things, but I guess I, I'm proud of my ability to like empathize and like really fully understand something from someone else's perspective. Um, it's gotten real difficult and real challenging, uh, as some people have, have had some, some real buck wild ideas. Um, but I, I am able to kind of really get to the core of things and, uh, and it allows me, which is more important to me to be more introspective and self-aware of what I'm doing on my own bit. So many times I'm talking to my therapist and it's, um, I, I end up like, 
having that like, oh, what you're saying is this, 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 this. And the therapist is like, can you stop? Like, th- that is my job. Please, please allow me to make the conclusions. Um, and 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 I'm 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 happy that I can be that self-aware and that introspective and and not, you know, jump to uh, to conclusions and things like that. Even though yes. sometimes conclusions that I draw are they're spot on, even the more information I get. You have a very high emotional intelligence, Ronnie. I, I value that in true. you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I try and I try and be careful about it. But use your powers for good and not for evil. Right? Because mm-hmm. you could you I mean that's what you know men do <laughs> is, is you have high emotional intelligence and then become a manipulator. And that yeah. is not what I want to use my powers for. And if you do use your powers for that, hey, uh fuck you. Yeah, and stop it. Yeah, yeah, you suck. Fuck you and stop it. And believe women. Anyway, what's uh well I'm not I'm not gonna pick who's going next. Evan so. goes next. <laughs> I'm proud of having conquered some fears in Hell the last yeah. in the last like year to several months. Um I I was just reminded of this because uh Myself and a coworker who sits next to me both had like performance reviews today, and uh, this is not to like dunk on my coworker, but he was like sounding very anxious about it. I could overhear him because these are, of course, are all done on Zoom call now. Like we have the option to go in a private office, but like I was fine with it, and uh, he was just like uh, very, very like anxious, and like that's very understandable because you know. Every company on earth, except Jeff Bezos is Jeff Bezos is a company, not a human being is uh, losing (laughs) money right now, you know, and it's like an anxiety inducing time. Mm -hmm. But like I, uh, I felt very confident and comfortable and I haven't had this like nagging anxiety that I'm going to lose my job lately, which is a thing that has stuck with me for many years and it's it's very crippling to be fearing all the time that you're going to lose your job and uh i don't know what i did exactly to help me get over that but uh i'm doing a lot better about my anxieties lately so i'm i'm very proud of myself good for you evan you're great thanks i, I love you very much that's a great job yeah, I've learned how to be like more conflict not avoidant lately, and mm-hmm. it has been loads better than just being a people pleasing uh twerp, which is <laughs> what I was, not what I'm saying anyone else is. It's just that is what I was and I'm not that anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah like yeah, you sure were a twerp. I'm just saying like that's big that's big relatable money is keep what I'm saying. Qualifying like, the situation. <laughs> let us let us anxious people pleasers continue yes, to qualify exactly. our statements. I don't know what it's like to make people happy. I've never pleased a person before in my entire life. Oh uh, no, except but the blowjobs. The blowjobs, yeah. Very pleasing. What's your thing, Andy? <laughs> What are you proud of? I'm great at sucking dick. No. Um, <laughs> what am I proud of? I don't know. Uh, that's that's tough. Uh, I tend to think that I'm not very good at things. I'm just good at tricking people into thinking I'm good mm, at things. Yes. Because I'm very good at talking, Mood. which isn't really a thing. 
you can't like put that in a box or something. But um, I have tried to be more open and honest with myself and with my friends and with uh, even like on this podcast talking a little bit about like my gender identity. And uh, I got a therapist who I'm seeing for the first time next week. And I'm very, yeah. You didn't give me an update. I'm very excited. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My first appointment is uh, a week from today um, when we're recording this. (laughs) So uh, I've been through like a lot of shit with my faith and with my family and with coming out as gay and with you know, coming out as non-binary and maybe leaning a little more femme. So I'm excited to, like, be honest about that stuff because uh, some of it I haven't been super open with. And not that you need to, like, come out to everyone. Like, I have no intention of, like, coming out at work in, in some sort of way or anything. But uh, it's nice to, yeah, not feel like I have to hide that. Like... Once you get enough angry phone calls from your family because they saw you in a dress, maybe it doesn't matter if they know that you wear dresses anymore. So, yeah, it's a good feeling. Hell yeah. That was still gay, I guess. Whoops. That's still <laughs> gay. That's okay. It's. It, I mean, it is also pride. Like, that's also, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's also, it's also pride. In also, with, it's also it's wrath. It is wrath. It is wrath. System. That's right. Fuck cops and uh, fuck institutionalized racism. By the way, just yeah. to, just to drop that in here. Yeah, it's all bad. Queer um, rights, not rainbow capitalism. Mm-hmm. Saw that today. I don't know where I saw that, but I was like, hell yeah, yeah. I'm very conflicted about corporate capital or uh, corporate. Corporate pride stuff, capitalist pride stuff. It's so annoying because, like, I am, like, beginning to, like, look for more stuff that has, like, bi-representation. But, like, I mean, where do you find, like, I've been on Etsy and stuff like that. First of all, buys are invisible. Right. Well, there is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like, I, I, I was even going to make an invisibility cloak joke, but the, the bigots have taken that away from us, too. Mm. It's like LGBT, but the T makes everyone uncomfortable and bi uh. people aren't real. <laughs> Whoops. Uh. Hey, everyone who's like trying to be like bigoted during Pride, but still accepting, but still bigot, just knock it off. Just fuck off. Just shut up. Like, just don't Go back talk anymore. It, yeah, like the the transphobic gay people, I'm like, you don't get to come to Pride. Like, fuck you. No. And they're like, what? Why? And I'm like, because you're an asshole. Yeah, it's and just Pride like, was started by a trans woman of color, so get the fuck out of here. And and it's and it's great that that Pride was started by like that that Marsh P Johnson threw the first brick or whatever. But like, even with if that's not the case, like these are still yeah, people. Still fuck off. Like it's just like these are people who deserve rights. Like what what are you doing? What are you saying? Get the fuck out of here. Our plights overlap in so many ways. This is why this is why we are in the same community here. We have the yes. same. We have the same objectives. We have the same, uh, like prejudices brought against us. Yes, like this, we're we're all we're unified here because we have a shared interest, y'all. Come on. I mean, our plates are the same. I also highly recognize my white privilege in all this. My white male privilege 
uh, because my my base plate right now is that I want to support the right Etsy user when I buy a buy flag. But, mm-hmm. but yes, absolutely. Yeah, and like the the whole like rainbow capitalism, it's it's frustrating too when it's like you see like PNC Bank or something like throw Ugh. a rainbow. It's like, hey, you can fuck off. You're mm-hmm. a goddamn bank. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you're, but then, you're a bank. We'll, we'll, we'll take your gay money too. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, I don't know, fucking Converse does like a pride shoe and it's like, right. oh, that does kind of slap though. Right. So it like, rainbow capitalism oh. is 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 typically bad, but then sometimes it's like, but I do just want some rainbow you, sneakers. You just have to, I, I believe the equation is for every capitalism you do, you have to do a crime too. Mm. You have to, yeah. if, if you, if you do a gay capitalism, you have to do a gay crime to make up for it. Mm. Yo, the absolute euphoria I felt the first time I had premarital sex and realized God wasn't going to come down and like, I don't know, rip my dick off was almost rivaled by the first time I stole something. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh man. Oh man. I'm such a, Badass! I didn't fucking pay for that. You can just do that. You can just steal shit and no one yells at you. <laughs> it's because you're big and white, though. I mean that that is true. That does help. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, you can just take shit that's not yours. Uh, and the I don't know. Walmart's not going to do jack shit about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that Word. I've ever stepped foot in a Walmart, but Walmart. Who is she? Yeah, I'm gay. I go to Target. It's right. true. Gays go to Target. Yeah. And steal from Target <laughs> instead. <laughs> no, the the first time I stole anything as an adult was from a Wawa. Mm, they can afford it. And they, yeah. they're so nice there. They were probably like, can we get you a bag for that stolen item? Also, I'm from Philly. Like, they Wawa should just give me shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's pretty much exclusively Wawa's in Philly, so that'd be a pretty bad business model. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. My yeah. only, the only times I have shoplifted have been when a, a an injustice was visited upon me. Like I wanted one blue pom pom, and they only came in packs of three hundred, and they were like, you know. or something and I just wanted like a 25 cent blue pom-pom so I just stole one out of the pack of pom-poms see I'm such I'm such a conflict-free twerp that like I have never done a steal I have just like encouraged slash like facilitated other steals to be fair Ronnie like the one the one like Pom pom. I'm no, sure that I'm they, not they saying do you're that. A hard they do that. They do that package by weight. I'm sure there's yeah. a different number of pom poms in no. every pack. There should like, just I, be a there should just be a bucket there being like, hey, you want one of these things? Just like it's a pom pom. What are, what's what's the markup on these things? You know? Yeah, I uh, I sort of uh, sort of by accident, but sort of on purpose, stole something from Home Depot once because it didn't scan correctly. And I realized that it didn't scan correctly, but I just didn't say anything. Uh, so there was that. And then I stole a 
like a bottle of paint once because I couldn't figure out if it dried clear, didn't say so on the packet, and I knew I wouldn't be able to return it if it was the wrong thing because once I took it out of the packet, I wouldn't be able to return it. So I was like, all right, I, I guess I'm just stealing this. This entire podcast has been an elaborate ploy to get you to admit your crimes oh, and you're, you're under fucking arrest. Fin- oh, goodness. I'm so glad I could stop this charade of being Ronnie when I've really been Chip Daniels cop. <laughs> That's your whole title? Chip's in. All cops. All I'm cops are bastards. I'm working up to be a detective. We would have figured it out by now. My my big Wawa heist, which was like my first, my first theft, was I bought a thing of delicious mozzarella sticks, and uh, after I waited in line, uh, the line got massive, and I opened up my mozzarella sticks, and there was no dipping sauce. The sauce was a separate purchase, like some sort of fucking philistines. What the <laughs> what the hell, Wawa? No one's buying mozzarella sticks without sauce. Why are you charging extra for the sauce? So then I just went and I stole it. Because I wasn't going to wait in that, like, 15-person line just to buy the, like, 45-cent thing of sauce. And then I realized that you could just take whatever you wanted all the time, always. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very gentle... These are all gentle... I, I... The only time that I... Again, I have never done a steal, but I facilitated... I went to Columbus Market in, in Columbus, New Jersey, and, uh... The guy that was selling the video games... I wanted a, a rock band drum set and he was like, it'll be this much money. And I said, nah, I'll come back later. That's too much because I know how to negotiate. And then I came back and he said, nah, too late. I already sold it. Sorry. And I thought he was kind of lying. So my sister stole the new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii from it. Mm. Mm. So <laughs> that's I stole, I stole this podcast. You what? Wait, what? Where the po- Where's the podcast? I stole, I stole oh. an impending from someone. Ooh. Uh, from whomst? Uh, it was uh, uh, someone else's idea. It was my roommate's idea in college. Yes. And uh, I, I went into his dreamscape while he was sleeping, and I took it. <laughs> you inceptioned it right yeah. out of his noodle? Yeah, yes. I was like, this is mine now. I'm going to do it with Ronnie and uh, the love of my life when I meet him. And we're gonna we're gonna do this together. Definitely didn't know either of us at that point, but you knew you knew there would yeah. be a triumvirate. And I, I I knew I knew there was a Ronnie coming because mm-hmm. of the prophecy on the day we were both born. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which is so the same I knew day. I knew you were coming at some point. Mm. Um. And then I just had a feeling that you know I was gonna fall in love with someone and do a podcast with him. So. You know, maybe we should actually talk about the show. We're like, uh, it has we're been, like it has been about a half hour. It's been a lot. It's been a long time since we recorded, yet. and it was important to talk about gay crime. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gay do crimes. Yeah. Also, if you're gay, you get a pass. Yeah. If you, if you're gay during Pride Month, you can actually just you take can whatever steal. you want. Yeah, you yeah. can just take whatever you want, you especially from Target. They're, they're really trying yes, to definitely. be equal there, especially from Target. Yep. Yep. And Wawa. Uh, That's right. called queer rights. Anywho, yeah. Hey there, pending pals. Just jumping in real quick to drop some promos on you for other shows on the Lunar Light Studio Podcast Network. I want to tell you about Mock Footage. If you're looking for a new movie podcast, you should try Mock Footage. 
We all have that friend who has somehow never seen any movies. I tend to be that friend pretty often. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. If you don't, then you probably are that friend. It's like they it's like they knew. It's like the promo copy knew my whole deal. Uh, either way, mock footage is for you. Every Thursday, Ray invents a plot summary for a movie he's never seen, and Joe makes sure he doesn't miss any important details. It's a wild ride, but it's really about sharing fun media with your closest friends. You can find mock footage at LunarLightStudio.com and wherever else you might look for podcasts. Uh, why don't you check out also a new show? They just uh, got their episodes started back up again. Check out Netflix and Kill. It's a podcast for horror enthusiasts who are ready to plunge the depths of Netflix. Hosted by Kyla, Marty, and Hannah every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever your podcasts may lurk. May your nightmares be plentiful. I've talked about this before, but this is Netflix and Kill is the only way that I consume horror movies. I don't like them, but I'm just like endlessly intrigued by them. So Netflix and Kill scratches that itch for me. Thank you all for sticking with us during our short hiatus. We just did not feel like making jokes and did not feel like promoting that because we felt like it would cloud the airwaves. Uh, but now we are back. Uh, we talk about it a little bit more at the end of the episode, along with some uh, different organizations that you can donate to or just support uh, on social media. Um, all of those are in the description. Links to those are in the description. And uh, you can listen to more about what we say later in the episode about those. Thanks for sticking with us. And we hope to be with you for now until forever. And here's the one-up mushroom. Oh, brilliant. That will pair perfectly with the Phoenix Downs. Ooh, don't don't forget the gamer tears. Ah, yes, of yes. course. Brilliant. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, come in and sit down. Hello, weary traveler. You've come quite far. So let us tell you who we are. We are your best friends. Yes, all three. There's Ray and Joe and Terrence. That's me. We love video games and welcome you to our discussion of why we do. Minecraft, Halo, and Pokemon. Triple A, Indie, and Wizard 101. And while Overwatch is still close to our heart, it's time for new games to play a larger part. So enjoy the gab of We Friends 3 as we unravel game sorcery. Gaming New Horizons can be found on LunarLightStudio.com every other Friday. Mm, and don't forget to add the Mountain Dew Code Red. I drank it all. You didn't save any for our guest. I'm so what sorry. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> We watched three episodes of we f we finished up The Witcher. We did. We did. We finally finished it. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I don't remember what happened in these episodes. <laughs> we had 20 minutes for you to look this shit up. It's not anywhere because this show is in Polish. I can I can find you. I, no, I, I, I know. No, I was like, oh. I mean, I know in a very general sense what happened. If you if you do in need a, a synopsis, I found 
a synopsis that is very poorly translated by Google, but it did, oh. it did the job. Oh, I want to hear the Google translate. Yeah. Like this, this is purely I mean, for my it's, own amusement. Can it's long. It? It's long, oh, but oh, I can. I can just read. Just read some choice bits. Yeah, let me. Uh, they they call him Dandelion sometimes, and then also Buttercup other times. Mm. Oh, I like Buttercup. That's what it literally means if you translate. Yes, oh, how fun! Yeah. We should call him Buttercup in the Netflix version. After hearing the insidious Renfrey and her thugs. The Witcher Geralt learns from Stregobar that it was the Shrike that burned the Maedalei Temple. The sorcerer maintains that Ciri survived the slaughter, but does not want to say anything more. Geralt leaves Blaviken to look for a girl. (laughs) For a girl, not a specific one. No, just a girl. You know, he woke up with a craving. They call him Bard Dandelion. On the trail leading south, the Witcher meets an old companion. Bard Dandelion. (laughs) Good old Bard Dandelion. <laughs> All right, so the the general gist is uh, Geralt spends three episodes dicking around looking for Siri. These are, the, 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 he, this is all filler. He does that, kill Renfrey. Yeah, we like. They finally okay, wrap so, that. Yeah, shit the, up. the 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 cliffhanger in episode ten was that Renfrey had just poisoned him. And was like, you're not going to die, but I'm out to Tips kill out. this uh, wizard man. So her her plot, her whole, like, deal is that she's just going to start, like, killing people in the village until he comes out of his tower. And, like, kind of jokes on her because he's definitely never going to come out of his tower and he doesn't give a shit about these people. So she's just going to end up massacring a lot of people. So Geralt's like, I have to stop her. And the, um, was it the mayor? I don't know. Uh, he, he doesn't have, like, probable cause, essentially, because they haven't started murdering people yet, and he's like, no, I have to murder them before they murder anyone. I know what their plan is. And they're like, how do you know? And he's like, I know, like, this is Renfrey's M.O. This she poisoned is- me and took her tits out and told me. Yeah, also, like, she's she, like, did this before in some other town or something like that, and so I know what she's gonna do. And so he, like, kills Renfrey and all her dudes, and everyone's like, Yo, what the fuck? You gotta leave. You're a butcher. Yeah. And this is how he gets his, his, you know, nom de plume, his subtitle, the butcher of Blaviken, because he kills all these dudes who were going to kill some other dudes and he gets run out of town. And then this, uh, you know, the gotta find Siri thing continues. He's got to defeat, uh, Falwick who, uh, has like a, a little, he has a bunch of children that he's bringing around from town to town for some reason. This I remember. He has, like, many children that I guess he's, like, using as slave labor or something. And uh, so Geralt, like, uh, he gets some information from a dude in a bathhouse, and then he uh, he disguises himself as one of Falwick's dudes, and gets himself into this keep where they're holed up and uh, defeats all the all the dudes, all Falwick's men, and frees all these children. And he's like, where's the one specific child that I want? And they're all like, I don't know. And he's like, come on, guys. There was one, surely there was one child around here that they were giving special treatment to. And they're like, oh, yeah, there was one kid with a mask on all the time. 
like weird gimp mask and he was like yes that would be a distinguishing characteristic <laughs> that you should have noticed i don't know why he put only one child in the mask and not all the children in the mask that would like if he had put all the children in the mask that would have been an effective foil you know because none of them would have stood out to one another none of them would have been recognizable to one another but no he just puts the one special child in a mask and uh when he knows Geralt is coming he he like has some some special uh Special Ops dudes take her down to a dungeon, and, uh, Geralt, like, lets himself get captured in the hopes of, like, getting closer to Ciri, basically, in the hopes of, like, having an in to, like, get her out of this place, and then there's some weird thing where he, like, the, it's, it's not Falwick, but it's, like, his, his deputy or something is, like, trying to get Geralt drunk so he'll like give up information about his wrongdoing or something so they can like get him arrested i think and then uh uh yaskira is also there for some reason he turns up he's just like i missed jerry i love him yeah they love each other very much um and so they get like they keep like force feeding both of them alcohol in the hopes of getting one or the other to like admit wrongdoing or turn on the other one or whatever and uh i forget how they get out of that fucking situation it was uh the baddies leave them tied up and like leave the room and then jerry like gets out of his ropes and they just burn the motherfucker down they just light everything on fire and escape through a secret tunnel secret tunnel through the mountain secret 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 tunnel yeah, the end game of all this is that uh, Geralt does indeed get Ciri back, and then it ends. Like, the 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 last episode is called Ciri, he gets Ciri back, and then it's just like, everything's fine now. If, if George Lucas was here, he'd be like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Because Jerry helps this rando, like tradesman, and the rando's like, how can I pay you? How can I pay you? I don't have any money. And... Like, Jerry sarcastically is like, oh, love, surprise. Like, I'll take what you don't know you have yet. And then he, like, falls over because he's wounded. So the guy takes Jerry back to his house. And the guy's like, hey, like, I I know you were kind of, like, joking, but I'll give you whatever I have back at my house. And then it turns out that this dude's wife, like, randomly adopted Orphan Siri. And yeah, that wasn't well explained, but they just found her, like, wandering around. Yeah, so, like, Jerry got Law of Surprise to Siri, like, twice. Mm-hmm. So much destiny, so much fate. So much de- the, There's a great line in, not in the episode, but in this particular <laughs> synopsis that says, uh, for, well, first of all, at one point, uh, Yaskier... Uh, goes and, and steals some coins from like a, a vampire cave or something. Oh, that was fun. Mm. Yeah, that was yeah. a good time. This set here says, uh, meanwhile, Dandelion returns as tuned as a peacock. Um, <laughs> which means I oh, guess apparently he's... he's half elf, which was fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah I learned yeah. that. I don't think half elf, but he's got like some elf. He's in, got some he's elf got some blood. Elf ancestry. So do there. we realize that Garot is also half elf because his mom was there? Who like helped him back to to life? 
Was that real or was he hallucinating? Was he hallucinating? He may have been hallucinating. Uh, no, because no, the, the, yeah, the, the dude was like, yeah, your mom was here. She wouldn't say she was your mom, but I'm going to describe her. Yeah. And the she's guy was your mom. Like, he was like, oh, her name is uh, Witcher was like Vicenna. And he's like, oh, is that her name? She wouldn't tell us her name. She she treated you as only a mother would treat her own child. Yeah. Mm. It was definitely your mom. She wore was, the pearl necklace that she wore when she got murdered in Crime Alley. Right. <laughs> uh, another line here has says, Geralt travels from city to city seeking Ciri, but also his identity. Doubting to find his destiny child, he returned to the Witcher Trail. But destiny, <laughs> destiny child is both capitalized, which is like they're the like, like it's the Beyonce's band. Yeah, yeah. Doubting to find his destiny child, he's like I'm looking oh, for Beyonce too everywhere. Jerry. Where will I find it. Beyonce Knowles at this rate? Um, yes, that, that was that was good. Um, yeah, so destiny. And, and 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 if I could finish with the last line of the synopsis, please do. Destiny is fulfilled. Destiny is fulfilled. Yeah. So this this all of this is just filler uh, for Geralt's getting serious. A lot of filler. Yeah. Considering it was like the like I feel like it was like a five part finale. Yeah. Um, yeah. With lots and lots of filler. Uh, but we'll talk about that more, I guess, right now. Uh, Andy. That's me. We watched three episodes of The Witcher. Uh, do they work for you? That is a, a complicated answer, because when these episodes were bad, they were bad. But when they were good, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also watched them, like, three weeks ago. Sure, Before... Sure you know, gestures at world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little tough to remember how I felt about them at the time, but I'm going to say they worked. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say they worked. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These three episodes of The Witcher, did they work for you? Uh, I'm going to say no. They just weren't very memorable. They felt like they were going in circles a lot. I didn't hate them. There was some stuff in there that was likable. Dandelion but- and... Geralt, like, basically professed their love for each other. We like, yeah, we, will, we will, three times. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. And that we was will all great. definitely get into yeah. that. Um, but yeah, just from from a plot perspective, it really, these felt like, this was supposed to be the finale, but these felt very much like filler episodes, where he was just wandering around in the woods, finding it, stuff to do, getting sidetracked, getting derailed, and it was not really my thing, so it, I'm going to say no. It did feel kind of like porn- Except that it never got, like, past the foreplay. Like, all of the acting was really bad, and none of the plot really (laughs) made sense. And I couldn't really figure out what was happening or, like, who these people were. But I was like, oh, like, someone's about to, like, take their clothes off, though, and that'll be exciting. And sure enough, like, occasionally people did take their clothes off. Uh, but, but surprisingly never... little, surprisingly little nudity yeah, in these last couple to the episodes. Rest of the show, yeah, yeah, but like the climax was always Yaskier and Geralt like staring into each other's eyes, being like, "I love you," and uh, that for me carried it through. Yes, I'm sorry, yes. I had to push back against Evans not working and it saying the plot didn't work because you watch this for the climax. You you watch it for the fucking. You don't watch it for the plot. Okay. So the climax in this scenario is Geralt and Ciri are reunited? No, the climax is Dandelion and Geralt 
professing their love for gotcha. each other and okay. their affection. Gotcha. Ronnie, did it work for you? Hey, um, no, it didn't. Um, because like you said, Andy, when it was bad, it was bad. And when it was good, it was really good. I feel like when it was bad, it was just boring. Like, I guess that's yeah. like in keeping with the fact that there was just so much filler. Um, but I was just like, either find Siri or let's have another scene where uh, Geralt and Yeskir are sitting around a fire staring longingly at each other and like having hearts to hearts which and cuddling they like just full on cuddle they did in defense of the show like it does return to that well quite a bit so like I'm not I'm not mad about it but just make it all that or or just finish the show is what I was feeling so no I I don't think so I think the other big winner for me was that um Yennefer did not return. Yeah. Which was yeah. a very strong choice and like the right choice. And this yeah. Yennefer was not good in this. I actually thought the actress was good. No, no. Like she was fine. But like the, the relationship between yeah. her and Geralt was like real bad. I so re- like I, just I, having I, Geralt like hang out with yes gear and like make love in the moonlight was right. the the right choice i definitely talked about it last time where like they were just writing yennefer as like woman who multiple men pine after and like didn't really give her more than that and so i'm i'm glad they just decided to not instead of continuing that um are we talking about positives I'm probably going to put our ad break after our long, long segment of gay crime, so we can just dive right in. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I mean, let's let's really like dig because I mean, it's 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 Yaskier and it's and it's Geralt. Like that is what's positive, right? Like, yeah, that is mm -hmm. when I when I say it's like like porn. You don't watch it for the plot. You watch it for this. Like, there's literally between these three episodes, there's so little plot. It is just, like, constantly these two walking around, riding in carts, sitting in taverns, sitting around a fire, and them just talking about their feelings and how yeah. much they care about each other. And, like, maybe Eskier goes in a vampire cave and Mary, maybe Geralt, like, sneaks into a sauna to murder a dude. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just these two talking to each other yeah. and, like, having a really beautiful uh homoerotic relationship these dudes love each other so much they really do it like i I, that first scene where they're sitting i mean they constantly just sit around fires and talk to each other but in this in episode 11 when they're just kind of like where like Geralt is kind of at the end of his rope and he's just like 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 they have they've touched on the theme of humans are the real monsters the entire time but they just like you know put the tiger on the table and yell it in this episode of just like, it's, it's humans. There's no good to humans. Everything's terrible. And like, they are just, I, I don't know if like, the, again, I have to watch the Netflix show and also I guess read the books, but like, I don't want it if, if they are not like the perfect foil to each other, like they are in this show. Like they are, they like the show is about, Geralt, but there is an equally important show that is just about yes gear that like I also want to see they 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 have they bring 
so much to the table on both of their parts. And it, it just makes me very happy that this was like the focus of the end of the show. I will give it to this show. Um, I think the relationship between Geralt and Yeskir in the Netflix show is good. I don't think it's as good as their relationship in this Polish show. Uh, and Which is surprising considering how Poland feels about the gays. Yeah. Uh, like, and I want to be clear, like, we're, I think we're, we're joking a lot about, like, their relationship being homoerotic. I genuinely don't think it is. Like, they just have a, like, a very dear, close friendship. Just dude and bros I, being bros, you know? I, and I love cuddle. that. Well, yeah, but, like, I... I mean, I, I guess. You can cuddle your straight friends. Straight <laughs> platonic, <laughs> your straight platonic boyfriends. You have permission now, straights, heteros. Andy said you well, can here's, do it. Well, here, here's the deal. I think housemate Kim said this really well when we were watching Lord of the Rings. And Kim was like, if they didn't want me to ship all these hot boys together, they should have had any number of female characters with agency and plot have an emotionally deep conversation with any of them. And like, sure. Yennefer was briefly in this show and Renfrey was briefly in this show and they all like took their tits out and tried to fuck Jerry, but like none of them had any sort of healthy relationship or discussion about anything of depth other than Yaskir. So like when you see Geralt and Yaskir like cuddling next to the fire and talking about how affectionate they are for each other, like, yeah, it's a little, it feels a little little gay. I I mean, I also don't want to diminish the power and importance of like intimate platonic male friendships. No, for sure. Like, and and I think whenever like shippers ships shit and the straights are like, why do you have to make everything gay? It's like, well, one, there's not gay representation in fucking anything. And two, you didn't write any strong female characters as love interests other than like the fact that they're hot and they're the only woman in this universe. So like. Of course people are going to think, like, Luke and Wedge are fucking. They hug once in Return of the Jedi. Anyway, it's good. Whatever yeah. it is, it's it's very heartwarming, and it's really... But, it's, they have great chemistry. These actors have really good chemistry together, and I, I love to imagine that they are, like, BFFs in real life. Like, whether they met on, like, the set of this show, or they just knew each other beforehand... Like, I love to think in my heart that they're just, like, real good friends and, like, hang out all the time. And to Evan's point, it is sadly not canonical that they're they're No, gay. yeah, they, that's they also... Do, a... Yeah, they, they do, like, cuddle a lot, and they do talk about how important their, like, relationship is. And it definitely, like, if you want to see it, it's there, right. but it's, it is not. You could, call, you could call it queer baiting if you felt like anyone making this media wanted to bait any queers into enjoying it. Yeah, um, no, definitely but I, not. I don't definitely know not. if that's the case. Um, no. I just want to like, because, because I do want to harp on this a little bit. I want to read the monologue. I have this, like the transcript here uh, that yes, gear like tr- in trying to comfort Geralt when he, when Geralt's just like, Nope, there's no good in the world at all. Like I'm done. Uh, Yeskir says, it's not always like this, girl. There are good and bad people. 
you usually meet the evil ones on your path. It's the path of fighting, violence, and aggression. You were forced to walk it, but there is more. Love, friendship, poetry. They are like pearls, diamonds. They are rare and thus so valuable. If someone is close to you and it's if someone is close to you, it's worth it to live. I'm not worth much, but friendship doesn't have any price. It's just like it, at the end of the day, like it, they are they are like polar opposites of like Yaskier like is this bard who like chooses to kind of walk his path, whereas Garot was like forced into his path and and Yaskier follows like a path of love and joy and like spreading happiness. And Geralt is like just follows a path of violence, like Yaskier says. And Geralt collects money from those who are like desperate and have no choice. And Yaskier collects money though from those people who are like giving happily. And so it's like obvious the way that they see the world. But at the end of the day, like, yes, they both like walk in each other's worlds. And Yaskier is like the stronger one because Geralt is can see into Yaskier's world, but still decides like, no, there's no good here. And Yaskier can very much see into Geralt's world, but is able to, and can see the sorrow there, but still chooses joy and still chooses, you know, whimsy through all of that. And it's just like, and at the end, like there's a, a, a like, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waxing eloquent here, but like, the subtitles for some reason just stop at a certain point, but you don't need them. Like it's right before Yes Gear starts a song and there's no subtitles for the song and you just see the reaction on Geralt's face and Yes Gear looking at Geralt expectantly. Like it is just like the most touching, like, like it is it, like to Andy's point, it is like pornographic how like, absolutely dripping with like sensitivity and emotion this moment is and i have no idea what what yes your song is saying but i see that through all of this girl is smiling and it's just like i just want this like can we just live here and like and like be here and that's what i want and that's what this show gives me and i and i i i, I feel like i've seen a little bit of netflix where like at least maybe in like memes and stuff like that, where yes, gear is almost played for like a laugh kind of thing. And if that's anything close to what it actually is, I don't want it. I don't want it. Cause this is what I want. This right here is what I want. Just like absolute we, husbands to each other. We tried very hard to get a uh, Google voice to text to pop this into Google translate. Mm. We, didn't, we, we didn't get much. We really <laughs> wanted to know what was in the song. We it's a jam. Word. It's such a good song too. It's a bop. We got the word fire a few times. So that seems to have been a theme. Yeah. Uh, but even that we're not sure about that may have been a word fragment or something. If any of our listeners like speak Polish and can translate the song for us, we'd, we'd love it. Yeah. Yes. That'd be dope. Yeah. Uh, to to reassure you a bit, Ronnie, uh, Geralt and Yaskier in the in the Netflix show uh, are also like they they definitely care about each other, and it That's definitely good. like it definitely comes through sometimes. The, there is a lot of humor there, though. Yaskier is played the, for laughs quite a bit. There is. There, I mean, he's it's, it's still cute. He's he is like which like and and Yaskier is played for laughs in this show too. But like it's it's. It's from a place of like what I'm talking about, of just like 
yes, gear lives in like this world of whimsy that is like fully informed of the shit that is going on around him, but he still chooses to just like be the pot, be the light in the world for almost exclusively for Geralt. Like he is mm-hmm. like towards the end. It's not like he's like going out and being like, Oh, I've got to go make some money. He's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to go steal some money and buy my husband his swords back. <laughs> um, the only other thing I had in here was an, also a, a just a great Yaskir moment where they're going into the land of the dryads and yeah, Jack, uh, Geralt tells Yaskir that they're all women and Yaskir's like, ooh, they're all women. And uh, Geralt's like, no, don't even think about it. Like, they hate humans. Like, it's not going to work out. Um, and he's like getting interrogated and he kind of leans up against a tree talking to the one woman and Geralt just like from a distance is like, Yaskir. Yaskir's like, what? He goes, you know what? And Yaskir kind of just like shrinks. And I was like, that was like a literal laugh out loud line in this show. Uh, some decent fight scenes. Uh, yeah, I thought the choreography was okay. I liked the vampires. They were fun. They were mm-hmm. like Muppets. Uh, they were kind of bad, but I, I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some bad CGI, like little little dinosaurs yeah. in the last episode. Yeah, were, yeah they were. Were a bit, bit much. Um, oh. I liked the cart driver, the tradesman. He was just kind of like generic NPC escort mission guy. He was, mm-hmm. he was you know, that was fun. It felt like the video game. The video game. Um... Any other positives, babe? Um, I don't think so. No, I mean... Negatives time? Yeah, I guess so. Um, is if I have not played any of the video games, have you? Only Evan has. I got Evan the video game. And I'm only like a few hours in to the third one. Is, so. Is, is a main theme of the video game that like traveling to different places is super difficult and arduous and then like fighting groups of people is like really tough and fighting like henchmen is really tough but then you meet the big boss and it's one sword and they're dead because that's what this show (laughs) has done it just takes this big big falvik and renfrey and all these characters who are like big big bad it's just like I'm just going to, like, kill you because we need to tie up a plot hole here. So, like, let's just get it done quickly so that I can go back to just sitting in a fire with Yes Gear. Something, I, I think that... Sorry, go ahead, dear. Something that blew my mind with the Falwick fight is, like, this this new character, Horny Helmet Man, hmm. is, yeah. like, oh, well, you two have to have a trial by combat to find out which one of you is telling the truth and which one of you is lying. And then five randos attack Geralt and everyone just stands by and watches Geralt kill these five dudes, and then Geralt, like, then Falwick and him fight. And I was like, what sort of trial by combat does six on one? <laughs> like, usually, like, Agni Kai, like, it's one on one. What is mm-hmm. this? I, I, I felt like I missed something or the translator fucked something up. I don't know. A- but episode I was very 12 was definitely, it. like, we, we've, we've joked about there being bad translations, and, of course, we have no way of knowing that. But episode 12 definitely seemed like it was like Google translated just very literal sentences and things like that. And I definitely think we missed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a very heavy action episode, so it didn't matter as much, but it was still a lot missing there. 
Yeah, I feel like with the the big bad fights, we've mentioned this before that they seem to be trying to reference like samurai media, you know, like that they, they want to do these like very like quick, elegant like sword movements and I think that they think that it'll be easier to choreograph, you know? But it's not, because it's so much, like, when you have something that simple, it has to be technically perfect, or it just looks silly. And it just looks silly. When they're trying to do these, like, samurai, like, finishing moves, like, some some anime shit, you know, where the guy runs past the other guy, and then the guy, like, splits in half, or whatever. Uh, and, like, this is what they keep trying to do with the, the boss fights, and it's just not working. I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about on other shows where in order to save money, fantasy shows will uh, perhaps go to adult stores to buy leather <laughs> goods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we talked with Young Hercules how it's awkward because they're at like fantasy high school. And it's like, that is definitely like a sex shop thing that they just put this person in. They put little girl Siri in 100% a gimp mask. Yeah. Just 100%. It is, it is a leather daddy BDSM gimp mask, like pulp fiction mask. It is, it is not good. And it is very uh just bad it's just very bad i referred to it as a gimp mask once and i immediately made myself uncomfortable because that girl is like seven or eight years yeah old. she's and very I was just young like, uh, i don't even like thinking like like this this context like needs it's to bad. be removed from my frame of they could have just used a bag they could have just used like a hemp bag mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have they could have just used a blindfold yeah. Like they had so many other options. And so this was like that awkwardness of like, oh, like, you know, young Hercules, the actors are probably like in their early 20s and they're playing high schoolers. And it's kind of awkward seeing them in like a leather harness that like is definitely on Amazon. This is 10 times worse because it's just. It's nothing like it could not be anything other than what it is. And it's on like a seven-year-old, and it's it's just bad. Yeah. Terrible, terrible decision. Um, they there's like some dramatic irony in the end of episode eleven, which like I think I'm getting it right, but again, this was this is a little hard to follow with like the Niflgard knights and stuff like that. Like only I think it was like episode nine or something. Where, like, the episode began with them, like, plotting how they were going to, like, get Ciri and marry her off to this emperor and, like, end the world or something. And so, like, the audience is fully aware that this is the plan. And it took until the end of episode 11 for, like, Geralt to figure it out. And it's like, that's just not how dramatic irony should work. Like, there's just no satisfaction there when Geralt's like, ah, this is what's happening. Like it was, it was just really drawn out based on the fact that we already knew what was happening. Well, these episodes cut in such weird yeah. spots. Like 
the climax of the Renfrey shit happens at the start of 11, and then the rest of episode 11 is really not at all about that. And so, like, these these episodes yeah. are, are split up in such strange and kind of incomprehensible ways. Which is, I think, a limitation of the medium a little bit, where, like, I'm watching this, and, like, even he, he goes and visits, like, his family homestead or whatever, his, like, family hovel. Oh, that and, was weird. Which, like, is, like, at no point does he express, like, wanting to know more about his parents. Like, he, he like dreams about his mom when he's going through the conversion, but, like, it never comes up again. He left pretty fucking willingly. He yeah. Was like, he was like, Dad, you're a punk-ass bitch. I'm out. <laughs> Gonna go be a white shine, sure. Like, he just, like, pops up, and then it is, like, a plot point later of, like, oh, one time I did this, but it's, like, one time was, like, five minutes ago. And it's like, I could understand this making more sense if this was a series of short stories that you just kind of read through and then eventually it all ties together. But since it's a show, it has to tie together within the next 15 minutes. Like it was, I definitely like, you know, there was more elegant ways they could have played with that. But as we've talked about before, it seems like it is just, hmm, here is a book. Here is a script. I made this script. Read this script. Yeah. A lot of superimposed shots, too, Mm -hmm. uh, in these episodes. And uh, it kind of feels like they just figured out how to lay two shots on top of each other. Because they're real into it. Really? Real into it. Someone said, what's opacity? What's this opacity slider? Can we? Whoa. (laughs) It was like when they figured out uh, slow motion angst shots earlier Mm -hmm. and they were just like, we're just going to do a lot of weird Uh slow motion shots. Uh This was so many weird slow motion shots. Yeah. This one was like, oh, we just figured out uh, putting two on top of each other. Let's do it. Oh, fucking everywhere. They're learning. (laughs) I I guess. Uh. It's uh, it's very clear in in this portion of the show that this was made as a movie, like a full length movie, and then they like stretched it out and made it into like five or six episodes of television. I think that's what we have to blame for these strange like episode breaks and stuff like that. They didn't like cleverly recut it. Or anything like that. They just took bits of a movie, maybe added some extra scenes to pad it for time a little bit, and then just like sliced it like a roll of sushi into multiple episodes. Are the books and short stories, are they from first person or third person point of view? Third person. Okay. That, that I feel like comes across here because we do not have Geralt as an audience surrogate. Like mm-hmm. we are watching things happen to Geralt just like anyone else, which kind of takes some of the power away when things are like either a surprise or of interest to Geralt. Cause we don't know that. Like it just, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's another part of the, of the show. Like two of these elves characters show up that like we're supposed to remember. And like, maybe if it's from Geralt's persona, we see like a look of surprise and like, you know, 
music indicates that, but like it just doesn't. It's just like a line of like, do you not remember me? It's just that that definitely since again, it is not really scripted play, you know, uh, screen written much away from the books. I think it, it, it is clearly a, a third person kind of dealy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The ending was nice. It was very yeah. cute. It was very cute. Them like sitting together by the fire, mm-hmm. and also that this is another like beautiful moment because uh, uh, Geralt says something about like oh you know like honor and love and stuff like in Yaskir's songs you know yeah <laughs> it's yeah, so cute he, that this is his frame of reference for like decent stuff that humanity does and he mm-hmm. wants to raise his new daughter to be a good person like like the people in Yaskir's songs he he i think says to her like i'm gonna introduce you someday to your uncle Yaskir and like He's the greatest bard in all the land, and you're going to love him. I was like, this is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And I like, really... No, you go, Ronnie. It just talks about, like, you know, between the mountains, there's, like, elves and dwarves who we know have been, like, subjugated through this show. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, and Nesky, like, he sings the most beautiful song. It's just like, like, I want to be in this. I want to be in this world. Give it to <laughs> me, this world. Siri in Netflix show is remarkably unsympathetic. Uh, she makes a lot of very poor, selfish decisions. And uh, I find her to be not very relatable or likable. Uh, this little girl does a great job. This little girl, like, uh, when she is not just, like, running and screaming, when she actually gets a chance to act... I think does quite a good job, and I very much bought her friendship with Geralt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I reminds. She, I thought it she re- was okay. She was fine. Yeah, it reminds me of of Baby Geralt. Like we all decided, like Baby Geralt, pretty good. And I I wonder if it just has something to do with the fact that they're both very resolute in their like fate, like yeah. in a way that maybe children wouldn't be in real life. Um, and there's no like conflict. There's no like thinking they have to do. It's just like, no, this is what you want and this is what you're going to chase. So go do it. And like that, you know, for a child actor, that is probably easier to do than like inner conflict or something like that. Uh, I do think baby Geralt was a, a better child actor than well, little Siri. But with that said, I, I also, I agree with Andy that uh, Netflix series was a little bit like unlikable. Like she, it was very difficult to connect with that character. I think now, not to spoil Netflix Witcher, but now that she's finally with Geralt in Netflix Witcher, uh, and like she'll have a purpose and a mission, the writing will be a bit stronger for her. It kind of felt like they just like just kept throwing roadblocks at her because they didn't know what to do with her until she met Jerry. Uh, but yeah, this show. Um, any other bad moments? <sighs> eh, I mean, it was just boring. Yeah. Right? It was just too long. It was too long. Just too Real long. long. We Real talked long. about how, like, every episode could have been half an hour, and literally these five episodes could have been, like, an hour, hour 15, maybe. Yeah, these were these were rough. They were very boring. 
Um, yeah, it would have it would have made perfect narrative sense if uh, Geralt had like just been reconnected with Siri or been I guess connected for the first time with Siri uh, at the temple when they like met and became friends, and then that like that was it. Like we didn't yeah. need this other like oh we're gotta play keep away with the little kid you gotta leave and now we've gotta fight the baddies and then she's gotta get kidnapped and then you gotta run around the countryside and then there's this whole other side plot even if it hadn't have just been the temple thing like even if they they separate and then god he fights this huge battle where she's at I think at the start of Falwick or at the end of Yaskir Again, these episodes are cut so weirdly. But he murders all these dudes. He wins the battle. And then Siri had been smuggled out from, like, the secret tunnel. And then Geralt has to, like, sit there and wait for these other baddies to show up. And then he has to fight another bunch of people. And then escape. And he still doesn't have Siri. And then he has to wander around for all of episode 13 where he's just sad that he doesn't have Siri, and it was like, you had him fight, like, three separate large battles to find this little girl, and he keeps, like, showing up, like, 30 seconds too late, and it, there comes a point where it's like, all right, we've seen this. Yeah. We, we've seen Geralt fight the final battle to get to her, and then he's got to do it again, and then he's got to do it again, and then he's got to do it one more time now. Well, and because unlike a lot of exhausting, sh- unlike a lot of shows we watch, we are like genuinely invested in this character in Geralt. Like they've done that work, and then they just torture him, and it's like this is not like a good experience for anybody. What are you? What are you doing? To the point where, like, at the end, where he does find Siri, it's like, well, what are the stakes now? Like, why not just leave her with this family? She's been safe for this long, like. What what are you? She's your child of destiny, but you're also not a witcher anymore. So like, what? It it, it was you know. There's I think there's probably something that I'm missing from something, but like it just it just felt like you you took all of the air out of it, other than like Geralt just wanting his daughter back, kind of thing. And like I fully get putting obstacles in your character's path and having them go through trials and have to conquer them and triumph and stuff but it literally felt like the same exact circumstance every single time of like well i think series here yes i guess i better go kill everyone and just <laughs> scream where siri oh i have to do that three more times mm-hmm. cool cool mm-hmm. cool cool like yeah. that's not great tv no no, 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 no. Have him do it once, and it's kind of cool and badass, and then it's like, oh, wow, I thought that was going to be it. Like, what a bummer that she wasn't there. Yeah. I, I guess he's going to find her in the next episode. No, he's going to do the same exact thing right? three more times. Which, like, it, it all, like, ties back to what we were talking about episodes and episodes ago of, like, everyone saying, like, oh, this Witcher, he is sensitive. He has emotions. And then we get to this point, and, like, they call him the Butcher of Blaviken, and, like... All he does is reinforce that by continuing to indiscriminately murder lots and lots of guards. Like there's no there's no conflict to be had there of like, oh, I'm I've heard that you are the murderer. And he's like, not for a second. It's just like, I've heard you're the murderer. Yes, I am. Stab, stab, stab. (laughs) And I think it was Dandelion who was like, look, if she's your child of destiny, like 
even though you didn't find her here, like, eventually you're going to cross paths. Or maybe it was, like, random escort NPC villager who said that at some point. But I thought that was very profound of, like, dude, you keep running all over the place, murdering heaps of people to find this girl. But if she's your child of destiny, if she's your your fate your fate child, then... She's your Beyonce. You can just live your life and, like, go about things as normal. And if she's predestined to come across your path again, then it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's the Calvinist in me. If she's your Beyonce, you know all you have to do is look to your left to your left. <laughs> all right, are we done? Anything else to say about this show? Um, I mean... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm kind of bummed that it kind of petered out like this, because there's definitely some good stuff in there. There's some definitely some, some, some watchable show. I mean, I, like, I get what you and Ronnie were saying about these three episodes being boring, and, like, Lord knows we just talked about all the negatives, but I still have, like, a fond memory of these three me episodes. Too. Me of too. all of the Geralt and the gear bits, and, like, that last, like, ten minutes when he finally has Siri and they get to, like, talk and be happy together yeah uh, we're great i i mean we you know we do sometimes do we might do again our like what would season two be and i can't even fathom because all of this is like again ripped right from books that i have no idea what they are but like more than anything like i just feel like this ended at a good place like i just like i don't think that there's you know Every every story has a happy ending. It just depends on where you end it. I don't know who said that, but like this is the place where I want this story to end because it's a happy ending. And like I don't I don't want to know all the other horrible things that happened to Siri and Girl. Like Oh, I don't think you could do a season two of this. Yeah. No. Like this they ended this at the the right spot. It right. should have been overall, I don't know, three hours shorter. Right. Like as a, a as an experience. But, yeah, this this ending is solid. But, yeah, I also have, like, warm fuzzies about it. I, I, can, I can have warm fuzzies about it and still decide these three episodes did not work. Um, but, but still, you know, have that kind of, like, warm feeling inside about Yaskier and, and Siri. Um, and Geralt, too. I think we're, we're, we're leaving Geralt out as kind of, like, just a, a blank canvas upon which we can paint our lovable uh, Yaskier uh masterpiece but he's good too i have a positive impression of the show overall well i think that's what we're about to say yeah yeah Yeah. uh evan did this show work for you as a whole Mm -hmm. it would seem that you you just said have a positive impression i can't i can't i can't give it up right away i can't can't, be positive I i can't just give it a yeah I, I mean, like, I, to be completely fair, like, there were very many bits of it that did not work. But, like, I think overall I'll give it a it's working. Like, I'll give it a it worked. Sure. I'm so happy we got to watch this and didn't have to watch more Young Hercules. How about that? There you it go. Works, it works a lot better than Young Hercules. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> Is that the new rubric for our show? <laughs> Uh, no show will be worse than Young Hercules, so probably not, but... What uh, empty picks Young Hercules? What a bad choice. Was that me? 
Andy, what uh, what uh, these the, we watched all of The Witcher. Uh, did it work? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy I watched it. Uh, it was fun reading the books along with it. I'm on the second one now, so that's cool. And uh, it was fun comparing it to Netflix Witcher. So like, I think maybe if you took it on its own. Maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, but the fact that I was like reading the book along with it and had already enjoyed the show, uh, yeah, it really worked for me. I enjoyed it quite a bit, even though it was real bad sometimes. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. What'd you think of this show? I think it's interesting that you talk about, you know, this show just, you know, taking it on its own because that's all I can do. Yeah. Just take this show on its own. Um, you have and a different experience than me. That makes for interesting content between us. I th- hey, you know, that's 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 podcasting, baby. <laughs> yep. Um I think and and this might be like again, Ronnie Ronnie always has like reasons why things work um outside of the show itself. This show knowing that there's so much good content outside of this show about the Witcher makes me more excited about this show. Cause I'm going to like see things in like books and games and, and TV and be like, Oh, that's what that is. They, this is exactly how I was supposed to enjoy it. You know, with the good content, um, <laughs> basically knowing that this is like the bottom of the barrel, as far as Witcher content goes, um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I have high hopes and it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. I enjoyed myself. I think it worked. Yeah. Heck yeah. Has a show ever gone from the three of us being like, this is unwatchable. This is terrible to by the end, all three of us agreeing that it was good. Well, we only thought it was unwatchable before we had watched it. I mean, after the first no, episodes, there was, we were like, yeah, I, this is better than I thought. There was definitely an episode of Endy Pendy where the three of us were like, this show fucking sucks. I think it was our second episode covering The Witcher. We were like, this is so bad. I don't know when it was, but I do remember. I mean, there have been moments where we all like uproariously agreed like, hey, this a uh, very long boob touch scene. Uh, don't need it, Witcher. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's true. We did not need that extremely long, very protected, protracted there, boob touch. And there were a lot of those scenes in the beginning of this show, I feel like. Um, I think it was covering episode... Oh, no. It might have been one, two, three, because yeah. we were talking about how it, like, it just was nonsense that we started with Baby Witcher um, right off of, like, epic swamp fight with the serpent kind of thing. And yeah. then, and then had baby witcher and, and then awkward teenage witcher touching boobs. Um, it was, it didn't, it doesn't get out to a great start. I'll say that for the witcher. It definitely, it's, it's, it's best roads. It's best, uh, it's best, uh, stomps are right in the middle of the race. Uh, and at the very, very end. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. There's an edit. There's an edit to be made of this show. It's almost yeah. like that's a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it was meant to be a movie. Toe for Grace, get your hands on this. Mm-hmm. Make it make it something watchable. Do it, Venom. Um, what are we doing next? Whose pick is it? Is it? Is it? This was Evan's pick. Mm-hmm. Is that me as my pick? I think it is. I think it was me with Young Hercules, and then Evan here. 
It might be yours. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's mine. I have. I. I think. I think I know what I want to do. Ooh, the are trick. You tell us. Yeah, I no. I'll totally tell you. The trick is going to be like finding it, because it's it's not. I don't think it's easy to find. Um, other Thundercats. Than just paying for it. Oh gosh, Thundercats isn't one season, is it? The one with um, like the original the critical role guy, the one with Matthew oh. Mercer and uh, with Eric from Boy Meets World. No, not that. Yeah, I, apparently it's real good, and it's only one season. Hmm. Sounds like you want to do Thundercats. I was just um, guessing. I'm just shooting <laughs> a guess out there. No, there's a show called... Uh, yep, we're doing this. It's called Still Starcrossed. Um, it is a... Oh, this, this is from... Uh, this is from our good friend Electric Gauntlet's uh, spreadsheet that they made us. Thank you so much again. And thank we should you. say uh, thank you to Emily, uh, who, like, suggested uh, The Witcher in, in the first place. Like, was just, like, on a fly, was like, hey, have you ever done a foreign show? Here's a good one. It's The Witcher. And we were like, yes, 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 please stop, young Hercules, right this second. Uh, so thank you, Emily, for setting that into us. Um, but I'm Electric- so excited reading this description, Ronnie. A period drama that picks up where the famous story of Romeo and Juliet leaves off, charting the treachery, palace intrigue, and ill-fated romances of the Montagues and Capulets in the wake of the young lover's tragic fate. Uh, it's only seven episodes. Uh, it features black Capulets. Um, I was thinking about doing... Uh, a show called The Gates, which is a vampire show that features uh, Paul Blackthorne. But Ooh. the friend of the show, Paul friend, Blackthorne. Friend of the, the show, show, Paul Blackthorne. Paul Blackthorne. Um, but the it's like kind of like it's called The Gates because it's in like a gated community. And like all of the promo images looked like painfully early 2000 white teenagers. And I just don't feel like I need that right now in my life. Oh, yeah. So. So uh, we're going with uh, uh, a period drama where there is it's the Renaissance ish time and there's black people there. And that's cool. Anthony Uh, Stewart head is in it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. And it's super Shakespearean. I don't know if it's like if it's written in iambic pentameter, but it's not like. It's not like a Baz Luhrmann like reimagining of Romeo and Juliet. It is very much a period piece. So you got Rosaline, you got Count Paris, you got Benvolio, you mm-hmm. got Friar Lawrence. I'm excited for it. The nurse. The nurse still doesn't get a name. It's fine. Yo, I'm just stoked that Anthony Stewart Head is in this. Fuck yes. Yep. So we might have to pay for it. We might be able to find it someplace free. Either way, we're watching Still Star Crossed. Uh, I believe it was an ABC drama from 2017. Um, get us, get us back into the. I want to say back into the the new millennium, but this The Witcher was definitely made after like it. It doesn't look nearly as 90s as it is. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. So follow along, won't you? That might be a quick one. That might be a three episode run. All right, yeah, Ronnie, good pick. Thanks. I'm yeah, excited. We'll, we'll figure it out. I do love Shakespeare. We'll be back yeah. with you next time. To there's that other Shakespeare show I want to watch too. Yeah, 
Well, isn't it just about Shakespeare? Already, but it, yeah, it's about Billy Shakes trying to yeah. write Romeo and Juliet, and it only yeah. lasted a season. I think it's called Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a movie. Um, better movie than uh, Saving Private Ryan, if you didn't know. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. Uh, we we like joked a bit or not even joked we referenced like the world as it is right now and and you know i talked about how i don't want to watch a bunch of white people on screen but um shit is real bad and we've said it on twitter but we just i'll I'll reiterate it like black lives matter and um there is real systemic racism in this country that needs to be addressed uh ideally by abolishing the police and prisons and a lot of uh, policing efforts that keep people, keep black people, especially in a place where they uh, have lack control. Um, and so uh, I'll use my little bully pulpit here, my little platform to say that you should uh, donate to uh, charities and donate to benefits uh, that support black people at this time, uh, especially black trans people. The Okra Project is one that... Uh, helps uh, give meals and housing to black trans people uh, across the country. And uh, I think that is a good place for you to send a donation right now. The Okra Project. Also, also uh, write a letter to your governor. Write a letter to your congressperson. Uh, write a letter to your senator. You can find information about who's relevant to your like municipality. Like, mm-hmm. you, can, you, can, you can also write to your local government. Uh, it's, it's very easy. All of their contact information is on their website. Do write your email out. Don't use a form email because they have filters for those sort of things. So write out your email, express, express your feelings, uh, and do it at every, every level you have access to. We kind of took an impromptu hiatus. Uh, I don't think we felt like making jokes during this time, we, uh, I think we're all feeling very emotional about it and we're focusing on getting involved as best we could. And, uh, I think there's an argument to be made for providing people a distraction when things are bad, but with the three of us being white, I think we felt like we shouldn't be distracted and we shouldn't let people listen to our show to be distracted right now that, they needed to look at how ugly shit was. And um, and if you're not white, think, then there are far better shows that you'd be listening right now. Yeah. Your, yeah. Uh, no, and, I'm not going to dictate what, what, what black folks should be doing right now and how they should be distracting. But absolutely. there are way, lots of shows that you could uh, substitute in for ending pending, I'm sure. Um, and so, you know, we kind of weighed when to come back and when not to come back. And... We felt like we could now, but we didn't want to do that and also not talk about what's happening because uh, we all feel very strongly that uh, fuck all of this. It's been going on for far too long and it is uh, just a fucking shame that it's mm-hmm. still happening in 2020 and uh, I don't think any of us were surprised by it. We knew racism was still a thing and we knew systemic racism was very real, but, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen the sort of police brutality that I've seen 
on camera in the past month and mm-hmm. uh that definitely made it uh a, a very eye-opening experience yeah for us and hopefully for a lot of other folks and hopefully for a lot of people in power as well um and hopefully the people who it does not open their eyes in power uh get quickly removed from power so if you feel compelled to you know evan was talking about writing letters and 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 calling people if you feel compelled to take those emails and take those letters and that you could make a a difference please check out runforsomething.com um and and figure out how you can you can be that person who holds power uh you know the just voting is not enough the Action in the street has been uh, incredibly important, but voting is still a part of the strategy. And if we can have true progressive candidates who, you know, care about this and want to put this on the docket in front of people who maybe have never even considered it, uh, it, it it's only going to make the the case even stronger. So run for something dot com and uh, and and make your voice heard. And please give money. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Give money. Support black business. Give money. Get out there if you feel safe doing so. But otherwise, there's lots of ways you can do it from home. So black lives matter. We are all shackled by capitalism. So yeah, give give do do the capitalism with people who deserve it. Right. Yes, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Um, So, uh, yep, we will be back next time. and uh i'm so stoked for this pick ronnie i'm so glad y'all like it i I realized i was thinking today like oh i can't wait to you know figure out what we're doing next and i said oh wait is it is it me does it do i need to so i did i did my research and i picked it and i said this is a good this is a good one i love shakespeare so much this is gonna be fun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. romeo and juliet's not my favorite but maybe romeo and juliet too the sequel will will make me uh Yeah, what a it. bold choice to just be like <laughs> it's twenty seven it's the year of our lord twenty seventeen. You know what needed a sequel? You know what Billy Shake should have done? Right. Number two, baby. Yep. He's got like seventy Louis the or Henry the Eighths or whatever. Might as well have uh, you know, done a done a prequel to this mess. No, arguably Midsummer Night's Stream is the best, especially that really gay version. Uh Much Ado About Nothing is Maybe my number two. I'm it, a little bit partial to uh, Taming of the Shrew, but I ooh, feel like fun. that's it's fun. And there's a great comedians out art version of it um, where it's just like a bunch of people in like slapstick and stuff like that. And every time they say Anthony of Padua and everyone like claps. And it's a great version. I do. I mean, and it also inspired, you know, 10 uh, things Pig, I hate about you. Pigmalion, 10 things I hate about you. My fair lady. Like it, it yeah. did a lot. Um, but it's prob it's kind it's kind of problematic too. So <laughs> twelfth night, twelfth night's fun. Anthony and Cleopatra is my favorite Shakespeare. Oh, it's so good. Very I've good. never Ju- read it. Julius it. Caesar too. Mm-hmm. I Julius do like Caesar. Julius Caesar a whole lot. I haven't read Julius. Caesar. Julius Caesar's very uh, gay. I know this virtue to be in you, Cassius. Brutus. Cassius is the other guy. I know a whole monologue. Yeah, it's good shit. Anyway, Shakespeare's great. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. All right, I guess we're done. Uh, our new sign-off is abolish the police. Abolish okay. the police. Yeah. Abolish the police. <laughs> I'm here for it.
Be gay, do crime. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.